1: Well, we're going to call her Holly. And Holly is the director of the Girls' House of Refuge. This ministry is dedicated to providing a safe environment, education, and the word of God to young ladies and children of Cambodia. They are often very young and come from impoverished villages, inner city slums, and, well, sadly, horrible sexual exploitation. So Holly's House, or the Girls' House of Refuge, as we call it, they provide them with healthy food, opportunities for education and jobs. But most importantly, they share the gospel of Jesus Christ and his love and his word with these hurting young ladies. Hey, you can find out more about this amazing organization that is part of all things possible when you go to girlshouseofrefuge.com. Hey, just a reminder, if you want to watch the full interview, you can check it out on our YouTube channel. Just search for Victor Marks on YouTube, and my interview with Holly is there. Now, here's my interview with Holly on this edition of the Victor Marx Show. Hey, Victor Marks here with a very, very special guest. I use two verys because uh, she's like a, a younger sister to us that we have taken in by God's providence and combined forces for partnership. That really is hurting the feelings of the devil in Southeast Asia, right? (laughs) So uh, this is Holly with us today. She's our team lead and director of House of Refuge, or I call it Holly's House uh, in Cambodia, uh, where so much good is being done uh, to advance the kingdom of God in practical ways and fight the manifestation of evil. And I would say this, for those of you listening or watching, you're going to be blessed by this to understand uh, Holly's background and then what she's doing uniquely with uh, our safe house in an area where there's a lot of evil, a lot of kids get yeah, hurt, yeah. a lot of pedophiles. Again, we've seen God's goodness uh, over the years, but Holly, welcome to the Victor Marx show, show, show. Thank you. Uh, I think that's what we're calling it. So here you are, beautiful, blonde, blue-eyed, California girl <laughs> in Cambodia let me just say this: uh, You're not normal. Thank, thank, you thank you very goodness. Much. Yes, right. In a world that, uh, especially women, try to fit in, try to conform themselves to what the society's norm is, and it's futility. It's a setup. It is right yeah, for failure. Yeah. yeah. God gets a hold of your life, and you found you didn't necessarily fit completely in the church. No. Right. Uh, <laughs> no. Because of your background. And then you end up saying, Lord, well, what do you want to do? You have my life. Yeah. So what did he tell you?
0: Well, he told me to go to Cambodia.
1: Had you ever been?
0: Nope. And didn't even know where it was on the map. Love it. Because it sounds like Africa, doesn't it? Cambodia.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Where is that? Could be in the middle of anywhere.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Really quick, got saved in prison. From prison. You were
1: in prison? (laughs) Like for running a traffic light?
0: Yeah. Drug addict, slamming needles in my arm, Mm. alcoholic. Mm manufacturing methamphetamine so I didn't just do it I made it there you go and um I've been arrested for all this so I can tell you that okay and I did a lot of other things for many years um I was a drug selling gun toting violent criminal yeah been arrested for commercial burglary uh felon with a loaded firearm drugs with intent to sell um been arrested many times in and out Uh, but the last time I got saved Mm. um Miraculously, Mm -hmm. in prison. And that wasn't at a church thing or nothing. Right. That was just God reaching through the darkness, really, in my prison cell. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like I felt like I was at my end. It was more like I was curious. Interesting. And I definitely had a demonic thing going on. Okay. I had my roommate up by the throat up against the wall because she's a Christian. Because the Bible made me mad when I tried to read it because I didn't understand it. It just made me angry. And uh, the trustee came up. And said, "What are you doing?" And I said, "I'm trying to read the Bible. It's a bunch of jargon." She said, "You need to ask God to open your eyes before you read that." So I was oh. like, "Whatever." And then my roommate went, cried herself to sleep. I asked God to open my eyes, and I read it. And I happened to read in Romans chapter five and chapter six. So from there, God showed me I was a slave to sin. I realized I was being
1: conned by Satan. Mm. Did um, that make you mad? Yeah, it did. It really did. We don't like being lied to or con.
0: No. And I was an (laughs) ex-con and I used to con people all the time. So I know the whole idea of setting somebody up, making them think that you're helping them, but really you're ripping them off behind their back and then you're blaming it on somebody else. Mm. And that's exactly what actually we all go through, I think. And that's what, you know what I mean? Like when you're, when you're dibble dabbling in sin, you're doing what you think you do need to do to make you whole. You're doing what you think you do to make you feel good, right. to make you feel satisfied.
1: Well, do you feel good sometime doing sin? Oh,
0: if sin didn't feel good, you wouldn't do it. You have it. It feels really good.
1: But it doesn't mean it's right.
0: No, you always need more. Mm. And at the same time, it enslaves you. Right. So you think you're mastering it, but it ends up mastering you. Mm. Mm. And so it's a con. It's a trick.
1: So you were, with your background, you were known to have a leanings toward violence yes and even when you got saved and you go into the mission field in Cambodia you I would say for good and bad but you learn to apply what I would say righteous violence in the face (laughs) of the manifestation of evil because you've actually had to punch and put people down who were trying to uh, keep kids in in sex trafficking
0: it's kind of Interesting. It's not like I went over there with the idea of, oh, I'm going to go and fight and all this. It was just like Jesus led me that way. And I was like, okay, God, wherever you want me to go, I'll go there. Yeah. Letting God guide, like naturally you see people and all of a sudden you have this love for people. And, and so God just guides you toward women. And guides me to talk to them and guides me to, and then realize there's a pimp coming up here. And from my background, I know exactly what that guy is. And then it was just like a natural thing where God led into where mm-hmm. I could sneak the girls out the back, keep the guys sidetracked. You know, it just kind of naturally developed into with my background, knowing how to con people. Right. It's weird. But then I would talk to the pimps, talk to the traffickers, tell, invite them to church. Mm. You know what I mean? But they would when I could, showed up to pick them up, they would run. It was funny. Yeah. had to kick in. It's funny because I kicked in doors in my drug addiction. I've kicked in doors before with guns flying. I've had to kick in a door to get a little girl Mm. before Mm -hmm. um, in Cambodia, but that was more of a righteous, it wasn't angry at all. You know, it was more like I picked her up. She was sitting in her own feces. She had gotten taken, was being abused. And I looked at him and it was literally a relative that one. And I Mm. said, look, she's under my protection now. And you're not allowed to see her without me standing right next to her. And we're going to have a break for a while. And this took her, you know? And so, but the Lord gave me grace where it's not like, oh, she's kidnapping. Right. You know what I mean? And, and right. the Lord gave me rights and everything. And that's shocking in
1: and of itself. Well, and and I want the listeners and viewers to understand the, the operation that we do in Cambodia has got tons of favor. Yeah. It didn't always, Mm-mm. but we have tons of favor from the government, uh, to your minister. It's the favor of God. Now, there's a lot of people that are listening and watching, and everybody wants to punch a pedophile in the mouth and, and <laughs> kick a door in and, you know, uh, what do you tell them? What, what do they need to kind of know?
0: Yeah. Well, there's a lot to it. Um it matters what you're dealing with. If you're dealing with traffickers, pedophiles, even a relative. You see what I'm saying? Like, yep. there's so many
1: things to it. It's just not cut and dry, is it?
0: No, it's not cut and dry. And, like, when we go, when we used to go and do outreach, like, you're going to where, mm. let's just say brothels. Mm-hmm. And you've got all these traffickers around. And I always tell when guys come to do outreach with me at mm-hmm. night or even during the day before they're really working hardcore, I'm like, you need to really be prayed up. Because you think you're coming to help, but you need to understand there is such strong demonic things going on that you're going to be attacked and you're going to feel this urge to actually have a girl Mm -hmm. because they're pretty. And they got them all dressed up, even the little girls. And I I always warn, if you have any struggles, please don't come with me because it's going to be bad for you. I'm not worried about me. I'm worried about you as a Christian. So you stay home and pray for us. But I do love when guys do come. Yeah because they're like the muscle behind me and I'm just like, I'm smaller now, but I can fight, but you know, no need to, when there's some big guy standing, you know, right behind. But I always say you, you got to understand everything. Now, if we're going after somebody with the police, the police will take care of that. You know, it matters. Every situation's different.
1: Or our special teams we've put together that they're specialists in what they do. So you actually believe i've heard you say it a couple times in this demon stuff
0: oh yeah
1: so there really are demons oh yeah and is it prevalent over in cambodia yes it's very prevalent what is a demon to you what is a demon
0: a fallen angel a demonic force uh they are our enemies the bible talks about it clearly a lot of times christians think that you know what i see Christians think that oh I can't be bothered by a demon because I'm a Christian and boy is that open you up to get conned Oh, man, because the Bible talks about spiritual warfare. The Bible talks about all of that. It talks about you have to have your armor on. It talks about standing and fighting. It talks about holding the sword. Well, what is that talking about? So there's a lot of demonic things. Now, on the mission field in Asia, they already believe in what we call spirits. Okay. So you're dealing with people that are invoking spirits. We call them demons like because right. we know what they are from the Bible. Right. But if you're asking... Demons yeah. to help you or come in you or whatever—they're gonna come. Yeah, yeah, and so you're dealing with that there. So sometimes even just being filled with the Holy Spirit, going, you will see amazing things. Just God in you, yeah. where people are like looking at you and they're doing like weird twitches and trying to talk to you, and then you'll say, just if you look at them right in the eyes and say, "Jesus loves you." Watch what happens. Right. It's so funny because they're like.
1: They start manifesting. Yeah, really,
0: like Uh, where they're manifesting and all this. So you'll see that all on the mission field. So, yes, it's very
1: real. It's amazing that Christians in America oftentimes rule that out. I think that's a weakness in the Western church. And sometimes when they go overseas, because we've been all over the world. Yeah. And, you know, it's like, hey, demons are here in the U.S. just as much as they are in Southeast Asia. They're just not uh, celebrated uh, like they are yeah. In other parts of the world. But when we talk about manifestation, let's talk about one of a um, high profile case because we don't ever share all of the cases that we do yeah, for security reasons and privacy and, and uh, some of ongoing. Because our goal is to identify, you know, what's causing uh, the trauma in a kid or young woman's life and then interrupt it. Right? Yes, yes. And then seek to restore both the child or the woman, the girl to health physically, emotionally, spiritually, but also go for justice. Yes. So let's talk about a high profile case that millions actually know of. So many have prayed, but it's Nora. Yeah. 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 And can you just, uh, in a couple of minutes, share Nora's story Yeah. Uh, so that people will, those who don't know can get an idea.
0: Yeah. Um, Nora comes from a very, um, impoverished family from the village, Rich guy in the village, the richest guy. And so she gets kidnapped um, by this guy when she was a kid, Mm. like 14, 15. He takes her and rapes her and everything. At the time, her parents were still alive. They call the cops. He calls her parents and says, hey, if you don't drop the charges, you'll never see her again. So they did. And then they went to literally went to the cops and unsigned the arrest warrant that they changed her mind and everything. From there, it kept going for her life. She became just used like that. He didn't want to sell her, he kept her for him. So mind you, this happened like in her 14s, yeah. got a little older in her 1920s, yeah,
1: late teens.
0: Yeah. And in the meantime, she got a job trying to be busy, you know, because this guy right. would just come and get her and say, hey, if you don't, I'll kill your family. Well, her parents died, orphaned her. So now she's taking care. She's the oldest. She's taking care of her four <laughs> other siblings. And he's like, if you don't like just keep your mouth shut and do whatever I tell you, I'll take them all out and not to dinner and so she's doing this for a long time finally she's like i want to get away from this. i want to figure out how to get yeah, out of this freedom yeah and so she tried to he called her cousin because he owns a lot of businesses said hey i'm gonna give her a moto because she stopped answering his phone calls and uh, to go meet him and he said hey i'm gonna give her a moto i'm on a business trip but tell her to come pick it up so she goes to meet him while he's waiting there with battery acid mm. and a butcher knife and he doused her face with acid and then started hacking at her. She went to run. He grabbed her, cut her hand off. Mm. Then she faked dead. Mm. He finally drove away because he told her, I'll leave when you're dead. You know, in between the begging. The- and there was
1: evil oh, manifesting yeah. in him.
0: Yeah, because he was like shaking and just like, right. yeah. She got hack marks all over. Mm-hmm. Not to mention the ass got on her knees because mm. she did get down and say, I'll go with you, I'll go with you. Mm-hmm. Tried to beg for her life, but she faked dead after he cut her hand off. Right. This is the part I love about her story. Mind you, she was Buddhist. Mm. They're in a little hut shack. Mm. It's little like anything you see in the Vietnam movies, the army, old army movies, the mm-hmm. little huts. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what they lived in. So she's laying there and she said, Christians had come before and said they wanted to tell her about Jesus and she was hardcore trying to appease all the spirits so she could have a better life and so when the Christians came before she told them get out of here we don't want that Jesus here Mm. right but it was funny because laying there she remembered and she's laying there and she remembered and she looked up and she said Jesus help me Jesus so that's interesting that she said that at that time She said a light came and something helped her sit up. Mm -hmm. And it was just miraculously, she picked up her hand with her other hand. He hacked through both the both hands. So we had to have surgery on the other hand, but she called her cousin to come pick her up and they took her to the hospital. It's a miracle. She's alive.
1: So we had to do a recovering and use a lot of, we don't want to share our uh, field craft or (laughs) tactics because it matters to us to keep stuff quiet. But we were able to move her to a real medical hospital yes. and save her life. Three surgeries right away. Yeah. Now, you called me. I'll never forget you called me. We established comms, and you're like, I got a bad feeling.
0: It was really weird because like, we're there at the hospital, and I just had this bad feeling. Yeah. And it was like the Holy Spirit kind of like letting you know something's up. And as I called you, I was like, can we move her to the security floor here? And you're like, yeah. And it was so God. Get some guns on her. That was just God Mm -hmm. protecting her Mm -hmm. because he had a plan for her life. Mm -hmm. The next day after we moved her up, these three guys come into the hospital asking for her by name. And then they said, well, who are you? Because the way the security floor, they won't let you go. And they said, oh, her father sent us. Mind you, her father's dead. Mm. So and we have him on the camera and everything. And so they were going to take her out because if you can kill her, then there's no witness so it was just so God. So from there, we had to change the name to anonymous. Yep. And um, yeah. in the meantime, she got better. Yep. She was in the hospital for like, what, a month, over mm-hmm. a month. Mm-hmm. And then we came, we brought her back home. We still had to nurse her because one hand had surgery on it. Yeah. The other hand's gone. The acid's still coming out of her skin. All the girls in the house, they just came around her. Cause you know, you don't really know them. And they're just like, Jesus loves you. She doesn't really know Jesus yet. So she mm. thought some of the girls were crazy, but what can you do? She's almost dead. She's traumatized, like, I'll oh, get um, out. Right. So we nursed her back to health. She started feeling better. She came downstairs, started reading the Bible with us. And um, the Lord spoke to her and showed her in Ephesians, where it talks about out of darkness into light. That's her life verse where um, she saw that it was God that made the light in that field for her. And she didn't know him, but he had a plan for her. And you know what? That's the Lord reaching out to her. And like we say, we do all this stuff, right? But the truth is, it's Jesus. It's Jesus that's doing it. And she's been on fire ever since. Now she has become, since that, she's become one of the leaders in the house. She's like, I don't care about the village. I don't care. I just want to serve Jesus. And that's what she's telling me. So she's better now. We brought her here. Yeah. You brought her. Yep. Um got her a a fake hand. I yeah, don't know how you say it. Yeah. <laughs> and um
1: she, she she's been on radio, she's yeah. spoken to I mean, it's pretty amazing already within the year of everything that God has done and brought her from this obscure village. She should have died um after all this abuse and yet she comes to the U.S., is literally a rock star mm-hmm. for faith. We took her around. She came here to the training center here in Colorado Springs, our headquarters, and did training and equipping. And yeah. we had her out on the range.
0: Yeah, yeah. Remember that? She loved it. Oh, man.
1: <laughs> you guys, she's holding up an MPX.
0: <laughs> ding, 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 shooting. <laughs> yeah. And
1: loving the empowerment. Uh, and then she, she goes back. Yeah. And now she is uh, what we would say on staff. Yeah. And I would say this, that keep praying for Nora. Yeah. Keep praying for our ministry team, Holly in the house there, because God's doing some amazing He's expanding what we're doing. Oh yeah. But uh we're taking in younger kids now and uh we've really run out of room. Yeah. And that's why it, you know, we we are in the works to get a larger home. We have to increase security. Uh, yes. you're we're getting you a bad dog. Mm-hmm. Because uh, security matters and many people are going to be listening and going, well, what do we, how can we help? And you really believe prayer.
0: Yes, we really need prayer. There's so many things. We have ongoing court cases because mm-hmm. we yeah. ended yeah. up catching the bad guy. Boy, was that a chase. Wasn't that a chase?
1: Hey, so <laughs> I, he, he, here's what I, what I want to share about that is I never forget Nora's in the hospital, wrapped up, you're next to her. <laughs> you, you, you face Thomas or yeah. whatever. And and uh, the bad guy had offered her some money, like, yeah. you know, to to tell her, don't press charges. Because he couldn't kill her, right, even though right. he
0: sent the people who so were hiding her out. Right. He couldn't get to her. So I was like, well, what am I going to do? Bribe Yeah.
1: i never forget. It was horrible to see how, just how much suffering she was. And I remember telling her, and you're holding the phone, and I, I said, Nor, you know, the amount of money he's offering you is a lot, especially where you're from, to get you. And I understand if you take it, because that will provide for you. And you, But we'll never see justice because of that. I said, if you want to be courageous and it's not an easy way forward, we'll send more than double the money. We'll put an escrow. We'll take care of y'all. Uh, but I give you my word, we'll find him.
0: That's what she wanted.
1: And... She thought
0: there was no way there was going to be justice. Yeah. And so as far as she was concerned, no matter what he gave, he's gonna kill her eventually, anyways. And he would. And he would. And he would go after her family.
1: Yep. Yeah. And uh, you know, one thing I've learned in the high risk work that we do is don't say something unless you're gonna do it. Yep. And I remember saying, Oh my, why am I I'm saying this with such a level of confidence? Because I don't tell people. We're going to get her smoke somebody, you know, uh, unless I really, really, and I felt like that I really did feel compelled by the Lord to say, tell her. And when we did remember, she cracked a little smile. Yeah. And I remember taking us a little picture of it and, uh, through all of her pains over she cracked a little smile and you go, she's in. (laughs) And, and then the justice piece started and it took us a year. Yeah. It took us a year, a lot of man hours, multiple teams, cowboy teams, coordinating, and took money. We operate um, yeah, in a way that's very effective, and uh, really, it's a special operations mode. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Our, our director of operations here retired from Delta, uh, 1,000 missions, uh, 25 years of special forces. I mean, right now, here at the training center, we have a female operator from Delta, Uh, which is a unicorn of unicorns, right? (laughs) So God has blessed us with talent mindset. You're a warrior, a queen warrior of warriors, and God has placed you there. So for the update, uh, bad guy caught. We have video footage you can watch it on our social media platforms. Uh, it was a good catch. <laughs> yeah. And we they
0: caught him just right out of the shower. He was yeah. in a towel.
1: <laughs> yeah. Nah,
0: stripped of humanity. <laughs>
1: yeah. uh, and he wasn't the big bad monster anymore. Uh-huh. And he is currently serving time in prison. We're continuing to pursue uh, getting money from him, his yeah. estate, for her. And we, we want to see him do more time. So, Keep praying, there's yes. no way we could do the thing because remember the operation I mean,
0: yeah.
1: minute by minute, hour by hour it, it was I remember just telling people pray yeah because uh, obviously for security reasons and being able to execute, yeah. well, we can't just let <laughs> it, but prayer matters, and yeah. some of you will never meet we'll never meet you, you never come to Cambodia but we'll meet you in heaven yeah, and you think your prayers didn't matter. Wait till heaven and you see it. Yeah. Uh, More cases, more children. Yeah. uh, But more grace of God to do it. Yeah. And we're going to be expanding uh, this year.
0: Amen. Yeah. With that. It was other girls that had been like raped and victimized that ministered to Nora in a way of, well, I had to go to court. So they led her through having to go to court. So other bad guys we've had put in prison. Right. And so now we're getting children and it's cool to watch just because we weren't going to get children, but now right. we got them. Right. And that's who God wants us to take. when we're not going to say no to anything Jesus tells us to do. Right. It's awesome to watch Nora minister to Sarah, yeah. our little new little eight year old. And, uh, She's like, why'd your hand get cut off? So Nora said, God told me to tell you what happened. And she she told her. And then little Sarah's like, oh, you're just like me. Mm. She's like, Mm. how am I just like you, honey? You have two hands. And then she's like, I've been abused and raped. And so it's just awesome to watch God using, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. You know what I mean? Where, Where you let him direct you. And that's also the Romans um, 8, 28, right? Mm -hmm. It's God causes all things to work together for the good, for those who trust him and love him him. and are called according to his purpose. And that was what Nora shared. Mm -hmm. She's like, I was asking God to use my life. She shared this with tears right before I left. She's like, and little Sarah, we stayed up so late and God showed me I got kidnapped and I got my hand cut off, but he, he uses all things for his good. She was just so happy. She got to minister to little Sarah and it's just, I see what the Lord's doing. You know what I mean? He's using us and that's what discipleship is. That's why we're still here on earth. Yeah.